All right, hello and welcome back to another episode of the No Notes Podcast. I'm JD. And I'm Morgan. And today we're going to talk all about movie ratings. Ooh. Mm, and this is not a star rating like we always talk about, like, oh, what would you give out of five? <laughs> no, we're talking like G, PG, PG-13, and R. We're going to go uh, as deep a dive as we can into the movie ratings system. Mm-hmm. So just as kind of like... And intro to the conversation, I guess, Morgan, how like how much awareness do you think you have as an adult of, of what movies are rated? Absolutely none. The only time I ever cared about ratings in my entire life was when I couldn't go see a movie I wanted to see, and then I just snuck in anyway. So yep. <laughs> that is the only... They just made it a little harder for me to go see a movie <laughs> in the theater, and that is all that I've ever cared about. Um, except for... Netflix does the, um, I don't know if it's even part of the ratings. No, never mind, never mind. I have nothing to do with it. (laughs) (laughs) That's okay. Uh, I think I kind of fall in a a similar boat to you. Like, I remember when I was younger being really keenly aware of what movies were rated because I was like, can I go see this? You know, and like, what is going to be in this movie that like I can and can't see? Um, because my parents were kind of like, when I got to like, you know, 12 or 13, they're like, all right, well, like you can kind of just watch whatever you want. Like, cause mm-hmm. I, my parents were, you know, grew up in like a Christian house. So my parents were like, come ask our permission before you can watch anything. <laughs> and then I got to be like 12 and I was like, do I have to ask? Like, I'm, I'm an adult now. Like, do I have to ask permission? My parents were like, just like, you know, just use your best judgment. Um, yeah. and I was like, all right, sick. But I was still like always like keenly aware. I was like, and then it got to a point when I was probably like 14 or 15 where I stopped paying attention to what movies were rated because it's like if i wanted to see an r-rated movie i could kind of just like find a way um, your friend can buy the um, ticket but for like you that's exactly exactly what would happen was we walk into the movie theater because i had one friend who was old enough to buy the tickets so we'd walk into the movie theater and then all of us would go to the bathroom and then mm-hmm. she would go up and buy all the tickets and then she would meet us in the bathroom, give us our tickets, and then we'd go back out and get into the theater. Because nice. if you all walked up, then like only one person couldn't buy them and mm-hmm. be like, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So, it worked every time, though. They did not care very much because <laughs> it's not a foolproof plan. <laughs> no. But also, I don't know how much movie theater attendants really care or pay attention to that. Yeah, because I also have had a lot of times where um, when I was younger and I would just go see movies all the time because it was like $3, you know, back in, when I was a boy. And <laughs> In Oklahoma, <laughs> yeah. middle of nowhere. I would like get a movie ticket and then I would just walk into the wrong theater, like completely on accident, and be like, wow, this is taking a long time to start. And then like a completely different movie would start. And I'm like, they don't know where I am. They don't care. Like. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. There is kind of like, a, it's a little bit like the Wild West out in the movie theater. Like, kind of <laughs> now, even nowadays, you know, mm-hmm. we talk about, like, we talked about going to the movie theater a ton on this show, but like, you buy your ticket online, you scan in, but like, yeah. Once you're in, you're in. And they're not really paying attention to, like, not how many people are in what theater. Like, you've given them the money. If yeah. you've gone through the concession stand, you're good. Except now they have the assigned seats. Before we had assigned seats, it was truly the wild it was the, No, I remember having to, like, get to the movie theater. Like, my yeah. dad would get us there, like, almost an hour early so we could have the middle seats. We would mm-hmm. watch, like, commercials. Then we watched like, the... Nuvi with Maria Menounos, yes, like yes. <laughs> we had to sit through all of that. It was like a two-hour movie it was like a four-hour affair. Yeah. Um, now you can buy seats online. I don't know how many times I like walk into the theater while the Nicole Kidman thing is going on. <laughs> I'm just like, all right, well, I made it in time. Um, but all that to say, 
So do movie ratings really have like much of a of an impact on you and how you watch movies now? Not at all. Not personally. Okay. Um, I do think of it when I'm like, you know, like I'm around kids or teenagers and I like want to throw something up or like watching something with my grandma. Like yeah. I'll like check it out. But I mean, even now before checking even the rating, I just Google like should I watch this with my grandma? And like, usually there's like a yes or no, or like there's yes. an obvious like, hey, there's this one scene, and it's like, mm, I'm not gonna watch mm, yep, that. Yep. No, I, I know exactly what you mean. I think it's really something I had lost pretty much all awareness of until Oppenheimer came out this year. Mm. And Oppenheimer is, is rated R, it's a very R-rated movie. Like there's pretty graphic sex scenes and there's a lot of vulgar language mm. and it deals with some heavy com- like heavy topics of conversation. And those are all things that are like, you know, like, well, I don't know about that. I don't know if they're fine, but like they think they're things that are in movies. Um, and I was like, I just like kind of forget, you know, like that this thing, like there's this concept of like some people are being barred from seeing Oppenheimer because it's rated R because it yeah. contains all this stuff. And so I'm like, that was, and that's part of what made like the Oppenheimer box office so interesting is because Oppenheimer right now is like the fifth or sixth highest grossing movie of the year. It's an R-rated movie, which means anyone like under 17 has to have their parent with them to go see it. And so just like it kind of re, I think, brought to my mind the idea of movie ratings as like a concept. (laughs) Because it's something I had really forgotten about for the longest time. So looking back, I will share another little bit of personal history. Uh, When I was a freshman in college, I was taking English 1101. And they had us write uh, a persuasive essay as our final essay of the semester. And freshman in college, Joshua, for some reason, was, like, really on this kick of, like, I want to write about movies because that was when I was a film major. And I was like, everything's going to be about movies. So, um, and so I was like, I decided to write uh, an essay about the history of the movie ratings and my persuasive essay angle was like why the movie rating system is broken and needs to change. Mm -hmm. And that is an opinion that I I held for a while when I was younger. And now I think I've kind of softened on, Um, and we're going to go into some of like the history and what the current movie rating system is. But like Morgan, do you have any like introductory thoughts to the way movies are, are rated now? I do think like in the industry and making movies, it's so important which is crazy because I think most people don't think about it that often. Um, And I think there's not a lot of people who don't think it's not broken. Yeah. So uh, there's definitely like, it it just is one of those, it almost feels like a tradition. Yeah. Like it's, it's just really old and it's kind of made by a bunch of like ambiguous people who just kind of made it up. Yes. Yeah, it truly is. And you can tell in like how it's held up and how it's changed throughout (laughs) the years that it's like, it's a very sensitive topic and it's hard to get right. And they are far from, from getting right (laughs) at this moment. (laughs) So if we go all the way back to the 1920s, uh, 1910s, when like, movies and and cinema as a whole are like first entering like the world stage people were just like running rampant with whatever they could like filming anything that they wanted really um and so you have a lot of really ambitious and experimental films and people were just putting anything they could think of to put 
on screen, like testing the limits and seeing what they could do. And so there would be like strong, heavy violence um, and like, you know, some like sexual behavior that, you know, for the 1920s, uh, something that might be considered strong violence or sexual behavior now would be like completely normal. <laughs> like we wouldn't think twice about it. Um, but if there was like gunplay or um, or or blood or or even like kissing or, or or brief nudity, like these are things that could like stir up a lot of controversy. And so there was just kind of this general sense of of lawlessness in like the nineteen tens, twenties, thirties in terms of what you could put in a movie. And then we were introduced with this thing called the Hayes Code. Are you familiar at all with the Hayes Code, Morgan? I've heard the words. (laughs) That's about it. (laughs) Yeah. So the Hayes Code was this thing, um, and again, it's like stuff I learned and learned about for the first time in film, like film classes. Um, So it wasn't something I was like ever really familiar with, but it's like the Motion Picture Production Guild, like I guess the then version of what's now the AMPTP, were like starting to find ways to really profit off of movies and wanting to guess and keep up like steady appearances, even though we know like Hollywood is like a pretty, (laughs) I don't know, degenerate maybe is the right (laughs) word. Like um, there's a lot of like shady stuff that goes on. Uh, And like they wanted to keep up appearances of being this like really wholesome and, and good thing. And so they introduced the Hayes Code. And the Hayes Code basically put like all of these rules and regulations as to what could and could not be put on screen. And so there was like a bunch of don'ts. Like you couldn't have like profanity. You couldn't like take the Lord's name in vain, which I support that one. Definitely. Um, I was like, <laughs> there were like you couldn't have any sort of like suggestive like nudity or like suggestive sexual imagery. Um, you weren't allowed to have any kind of drugs. You weren't allowed to like show anything that had like to do really like with um like like pregnancy or like men and women like in bed together and like anything that might have suggested any kind of impropriety and there was a lot of really specific rules that had to do with that and then with violence it was like firearms theft um like you know hangings the brandings like uh any sort of violent acts were also supposed to be like completely off screen maybe like heavily implied but but not shown and it was just this like really strict set of conduct that ruled movies from 1934 until 1968 do you have any thoughts on the Hayes code or anything coming to mind no (laughs) (laughs) it seems like having do's and don'ts like make sense as a start yeah. It's like, don't do all these specific things, but it's also so specific. And um, I always think of it as like how crazy this would sound like to do for like books. Yeah. Like books don't really have like a rating and like they have all of these things, but it's not like visual or like mark. It doesn't like make, I don't know. It's It's a really weird comparison when it's like, they just started making like real money off of this art how are we gonna do it and the first thing they were like do's and don'ts list like post it up (laughs) and it's interesting because there's some degree of like you know social responsibility i think like you don't want to be like seen as promoting 
like violence or, or anything like that. Yeah. And so there's, and this is like when movies and, and, and art of this form were still new and kind of finding out like what all it could be. And so there's some degree, I think, of, of yeah, like social responsibility yeah. in every movie, certainly. But like the idea of like, I don't know, a movie like Taxi Driver coming out that like very <laughs> intentionally shows like a, an, an awful person being awful and doing awful things. Like that idea, I think, was was definitely less prevalent, especially in America. You can like look back at um like Fritz Long's M. The have you seen that like the German movie about the child predator? It's it's freaky and twisted and it's really gross and um, <laughs> but it was like released pre Hays Code in Germany and like you see like movies starting to challenge you know like these social ideas in the 30s and then you kind of start to see people move away from that and focus on on less challenging subject matter and then films that do focus on challenging subject matter like that are sort of like cast as like exploitation films or or like kind of shifted off and like not really given a wide release maybe find like cult followings but i just find it very interesting like all of the the different dynamics here i don't know if i really have a take on it so much as i'm just fascinated by like you know the changing cultural taboos over time. Yeah, because I was thinking, I was like, you can't have a gun, or like, how do you even, like, every movie has a gun. Yeah. <laughs> think of a movie that doesn't have a gun. Yes, <laughs> it's exactly. Kind of it's gun it's, violence it's and... crazy. <laughs> um, and, like, the way that these things, like, used to be, like, so guarded against mm. that in, like, some ways we've opened up to, and, like, there are some ways where, like, yeah, maybe, like, as a culture, we've become a lot more accepting of things that, like, are like are more debaucherous or are more violent. And, like, in ways, like, our art has reflected that. But then for it to be, like, so, like so stamped down upon, for it to be this thing that's, like, okay, any sort of, like, taboo or any sort of, like, challenging subject matter, anything that could be perceived as, like, as wrong is, like, completely shunned and, like, hidden underneath this, like, cover... Yeah. It's like almost like by shying away from it, you you sort of like spark an interest in it. It's like you know the kid who who really wants to like <laughs> I don't know what's an example <laughs> like a kid who like really wants to ride his bike and yeah. in, or like go like to the next town over. His friends like don't go to that next town over. Mm-hmm. Like bad things happen. And yeah. by banning the kid from doing it, he wants to go to the next town over even more. Exactly. It's like you can have you can have the cookies on the bottom shelf, but don't eat the cookies on the top <laughs> shelf. You're like, what's different about the cookies on that? Like I have to know. Yeah. <laughs> Way better <laughs> example. Other- both cookies. <laughs> Example than mine. I don't know what I was coming at from there. Um, something interesting here on the Wikipedia is something that, uh, like, was a, a subject matter I was cautioned against was like sympathy for criminals. Like they, yeah. like soldier, like like, hey, like you shouldn't make movies about stuff like this. It yeah. was going to be like really challenging. I think it also just shows that people realized that it has an impact like what people are watching has an impact on them and that it kind of matters in some way. And I don't know. I'm trying to think of like before this moment, like not, you didn't really have this with any other media of art. Yeah. You can paint whatever you want. You can write whatever you want. I mean, not whatever you want, but, um, but I, but I know what you mean. This is the first time that like a huge change was made when it came to like how you made art and, who you made it for and what you made it in. Yeah. 
I, I know exactly what you mean. A huge step in. Because, <laughs> like, you know, like, Where they're headed. sculptures or, or paintings, yeah. novels, like, these are things that, you know, you could definitely paint, like, a very challenging scene, a very provocative scene. You could write something in your novel that's, like, lurid or, or violent. Mm-hmm. Um, but to be engaging with uh, a visual media like this, it, it does affect your brain differently. Like yeah, you think yeah. about even video games, like, you know, all these people talk, complain about the violent video yeah, games and yeah. stuff, but like <laughs> there is some like credibility, I think with that argument, like, mm-hmm. because you're engaging with it in a different way than you engage with a painting. Like it's a, yeah. it's a different medium of art that challenges your brain and then causes yeah. your brain to respond differently. And I think it's important to point out that the, the focus is like not, seeing these types of things you know guns and violence and whatever else and it's not focused at all on like the context that it's in or like the ideas it's pushing because i think like that is the point of making art you know like you wrote your persuasive essay in the same way (laughs) that these people are making these films like you're trying to say something and um i think it hasn't started anything there yet. It's just like, don't show these things. Say whatever you want. Just don't do it in this way. Yeah. <laughs> Which is... Yeah, I think context is is one of the biggest points of tension with even the current rating system. Yeah. But you're right, like, to outright ban something regardless of context is... Yeah. It's just like a checklist. It's like a checklist, exactly. Mm-hmm. And it's like, in, in some ways, like, you're... Because... You could be making a, a, a legitimate and earnest point with like a, a, a violent movie, like you know, to yeah. a to a meaningful end. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, when you sh- when you like take the context away from the content, you're losing the the, the soul of the art. I think you said that very well, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Um, and so yeah, that's like another just like it's. I, I'm I'm really like more fascinated by the Hayes Code than anything. <laughs> like I don't I don't know if I really have like my mind fully around what I think about it. But I do think it's interesting then that like in the 60s, you know, the 60s, like the time in America where the culture shifted so substantially, we do finally move away from this. And the motion picture, uh, let me get the exact name, <laughs> Motion Picture Association of America, MPAA. I always forget what the filmed. second A is. I know. Like, I, like, I know what? it's association, <laughs> like, but what's the next one? <laughs> I was about to say, so I was like, I don't want to sound stupid. Um, the Motion Picture Association of America, the MPAA, which we currently have is formed. Uh, it's made with the ratings G, which is general audiences, M, which is mature audiences, R, restricted, no under 16, and X, you have to be 16 or older to get in. So that's kind of like a modern day G, PG, R, NC-17, maybe, is kind of is kind of what that is like. Mm-hmm. And so from there, you know, we see like, Things, sorry. (laughs) So from there, we see things change to what we kind of have today. The most interesting thing here, I think, is the addition of PG-13, which came in 1984 um, because of Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Are you familiar with this? (laughs) Yes. Yeah. 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 I I watched one video about this. (laughs) (laughs) This is um, what kind of first made me aware of stuff is like I just assumed growing up like because we always had PG-13 that PG-13 like I always had it PG-13 was always a thing mm-hmm. but there would be um it started I think uh with maybe it was like Gremlins I think there was some movie that came out in like the early 80s that was like 
kind of violent, but like playfully violent, not gruesome, but like definitely intense for some kids. And so like PG felt too light, but R was like way too heavy. Mm. And they're like, people are making movies in a different way. And so maybe like we kind of start this new rating. And so when Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom comes out, and, like, dudes' hearts are getting ripped out of their chests. <laughs> like, they're like, all right, well, maybe we just make something kind of in between. Because that's not an R-rated movie the way we think of it now. Yeah. Like, it's not, like, mature content. Mm. There is violence, but it's also a little more cartoonish violence. Mm. But it's pretty intense. And so it's like, you know, where are we starting to draw the line? Yeah. And so then we have, like, the X rating get changed to NC-17. R as a rating gets like moved up to you know, 17 instead of 16, mm-hmm. which I don't really know what the distinction there is. But um, <laughs> and so that's where we get to kind of just the current state of movie ratings. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on what the current state of movie ratings is? I think you also have to bring in um, at this point, money. I think plays a huge factor yeah. into. Who can go see a movie and why it's such a big deal to get an R rating when you're shooting Mm. for a PG-13 audience and how much that affects how much money you're going to (laughs) make and who has control over how much money you're going to make. Because, I mean, I'm assuming everything goes through the MPA um, at some point down the line. Yes. So it's like... Studios have to get their movies in front of the MPAA, yeah. which is an independent organization. Yeah. Um, like they have like, so much control at this point. Yeah. And who's going to make money and who's going to see this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, I couldn't tell you anything about the organization. <laughs> like, who runs it, like, what they think, how they come up with these rules. It's just like general, like, oh, that one's PG 13. And. I think that's, like, most people, they have no idea, like, who's coming up with it or why, or they just know, like, hey, if it's rated R, I'm not going to let my kid go see it. (laughs) So, my, probably my biggest take that you're going to hear on this episode (laughs) is that the MPAA is basically modern-day Hays Code. Okay. Like, which may sound like the (laughs) the most simple thing in the world, it literally replaced the Hays Code, but they're like, okay, this is a little, this, like... The idea is that the MPAA is meant to be more fluid. It is meant to allow for context to, like, determine, like, what the content is acceptable for. It's, like, judged by, like, an independent board of, uh, like, film watchers and consumers. And from my research, I remember from that essay I wrote, I went back and found it. Mm -hmm. Um, Like, they will counsel, like, they'll, like, do focus groups almost where they'll, like, present sort of, like, clips of the movie and present, like, the context and ask Mm -hmm parents or like people on the street like hey what do you feel like is an appropriate rating for this movie and so they'll kind of gather information that way and eventually there's this like board that will somehow like decide on a rating like what it's going to be but there are a lot of restrictions that they put like there's a certain level of nudity that gets you an r rating Mm -hmm. there's a certain level of violence or blood that gets you an r rating there's a certain level of language and excellence you can use that get you an R rating. And in all of these things, it's like, again, which and I'm not like saying this is a good or a bad thing in and of itself, but we're just doing the exact same thing again where it's yeah. like, okay, so if you want to be PG-13, you can say this word once and you can show like 
half of a butt if you really, really want to. And you yeah. can be, like, a little more violent, but, like, don't be too bloody. Otherwise, you're going to get an R rating. Yeah. And it's, like, they make you kind of stay inside these boxes. And that's when we get to commercial viability, which is probably the biggest point in, in this subject. Yeah, yeah. And I think it's also, like, when you get into things like, you know, you can say the curse word, but only six times and you can yep. show nudity but for only three minutes or less yes. and it's it changes so often and like i don't know how people keep up with it i'm sure there's like a bunch of lawyers that know all of the rules and I'm like, sure. <laughs> but but you're right like it's so specific it's so specific so inconsistent and so inconsistent absolutely <laughs> And I think, like, the idea is that, okay, well, you know, we allow for the context to dictate what the rating is. Mm -hmm. And so if we feel that, like, if this independent board feels that even though you use, you know, 37 expletives, you can still be PG because of the context, um, then that's how they feel. And that's what they decide. Um, but something that's interesting about this, in my opinion, is, like, the fact that you can appeal your rating if you don't like it yes which seems like very <laughs> odd to me and um you see like a, a lot of the stories that i found of this were the weinstein corporation you know a famously awful guy harvey weinstein um <laughs> like if he thought like if a movie that his company made got an r rating he did this for the king's speech mm -hmm. he did this for a film called philomena with judy dench um they had like a certain number of expletives and the mpa was like all right you're you're gonna be r um, and then they were like, we want these movies to be more commercially viable. So they appealed and appealed and appealed until the NPA was like, all right, fine. Like, we'll change it. We'll make it PG-13, even though like it still had the same amount of expletives. It's like, yeah. if you truly cared about like, you know, preserving like, you know, like safety or, or, or whatever you're trying to preserve, yeah. then the fact that you can be like so easily moved with this, mm -hmm. like because of these like random standards you've put into place. Like, I, it feels like that in and of itself is, like, a little corrupt. Yeah. And so, but then you also have, like, you know, like, oh, but the context, but you decided the context was R-worthy the first time, <laughs> and then you, and then he was like, no, but I don't think it is. And you were like, oh, okay, I guess you're right. Like, I don't know, it just feels, like, kind of icky to me, like, that, yeah. like, double standard that, that's kind of formed. And, I mean, you can play the comparison game all day long of, like, how is this movie rated R, and this one is PG-13, and it's, yeah. like... Or how is this movie PG thirteen and this one's PG? Yeah. And also, yeah. like, like, what's the distinction? Like, <laughs> um, I think an interesting thing you see in this is like, um, you know, going back to like, if we want our movie to be, you know, commercially viable, right? Like, it has to fit into, a, you know, like a, a PG rating or whatever. Like, I feel like you see a lot of movies now that like probably ought to be rated G like the G rating has kind of like completely gone away yeah. like because I don't think I don't know when the last time like a commercially released movie has been rated G because I feel like you see a lot of like the Disney movies get a PG rating even though they're very tame and almost have nothing and then movies that would have been rated PG years ago have mm -hmm. kind of become now PG-13 because like yeah. you see a lot of the more recent like Star Wars movies or a lot of Marvel movies, I don't think they have, like, necessarily PG-13 worthy content most of the time. Yeah. Like, they're pretty, like, tame and bloodless and, like, maybe have a little bit of language, but, and they're, like, maybe, maybe kind of intense, but, like, that would have been, like, a PG in, like, the 90s, 80s, <laughs> you know, and, like, now it's a PG-13, and so G has kind of gone away in response to that, 
which is like another like sub thing that I've noticed like because and I think the idea is like well PG-13 is a little more of like a commercially viable rating so it's like oh it's a little bit edgier than your yeah, average movie yeah. and so like we're gonna make this PG-13 because <laughs> you know we want to and and then you have movies that are a little bit harder edgier PG-13 that might have more language or more intense violence even if it doesn't qualify for an R rating and it's like PG-13 is a broad spectrum that doesn't really mean anything yeah. I just feel like a lot of times movie ratings don't really mean anything nowadays yeah. and it's, it's so um, hard because it's so easy to be like it's all corrupt and doesn't mean anything and like why did they even try but at least like they're trying I guess is what I'm trying to say yeah. um, because I mean, really, it's an impossible task. Yeah. They're trying to censor art to <laughs> the land of the free, you know? Yeah, and, yeah. And they're not even really censoring other than, like, in a theater, people under a certain age can't watch it, which is where most of the money comes from. But if we're throwing money out the window, we're talking, like, specifically, like, this organization was created in some way to help people, right? Yeah. Like, it was, it was a necessary thing. So, like, give thing. people information for what they're going to be consuming so you yes. can be at least aware. Yeah. And then, like, some sort of, like, public safety responsibility is like, hey, like, if yeah. you're not 17, you shouldn't be seeing this, at least not in a theater, at least not in a public yeah. setting. Yeah. Um, and so I think as easy it is to say that it's all wrong, like, I, I truly do not believe there is a right way to do it. I don't yeah. think, like you could just release like a 400 page checklist of things that you should not put into a PG 13 movie because then you don't have context, but you also can't focus it only on context because context is like so interchangeable and depends on who's watching it and, and who's reviewing it. And so I think it is genuinely an impossible task and they're trying to do something that like people don't like, they don't like not being told they can watch things. They want, the cookie on the top shelf and um and the people making it want everyone to watch it they're maybe not as concerned at least the people who producing it and trying to make the money off of it are not as concerned for like what literally they're making versus like we'd be making money off of this Uh so you need to make this a pg-13 movie so everyone can go see it Mm -hmm. um so i think I don't, I don't even know. It, it's such a, it's such a crazy like world of like money and everything going wrong, but then it's, it's like a necessary evil <laughs> and like they have yeah. to do it, but so, you can't do it right. And like, everyone's always going to be upset with it. Yeah. <laughs> Cause I thought forever when we were thinking about this, I was like, man, like what is the perfect way to do this? Like, um, and I kind of came up with like, if I was in charge, you know, oh, yes, um, in my 24 years of wisdom and, uh, you know, half a year on a movie podcast, this is what I would do. Um, I, I think the most useful thing that comes out of it, at least for me and that I think some people still pay attention to, or when they're looking up, if they want to watch a movie, like it's the little phrases that they Google is basically like the little things underneath the rating where it's like rated uh-huh. R for yes. sex, nudity, violence, And that's kind of what like the MPA was formed is like just to provide information, right? Yeah. And then to pro- yeah. like to put like strictures in place for like, you know, here's like what's in this movie and then you can't see it if you're not 17 because yeah. of this content. Yes, yeah. And I think the providing the information is like the pure part of it. Like that's yeah. what people need and I think like really worth doing. It's why I love websites that like devote a lot of like 
Wikipedia type, like everyone puts their stuff in for like what is in this movie, yeah. when it happens, um, even like stupid things like when's the best time to go pee, like the, yeah, the like definitely. when, like I gotta go to the bathroom, it's a three hour long movie and it's like, oh, this boring scene happens, like run to the bathroom <laughs> when this happens. Like, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, so I think like ideally those things are amazing. It's great to like know what you're getting into. Um, I know there's like so many times where it's like, you know, I can look at a PG-13 and it doesn't really mean anything, but if I had recently like lost somebody in my life and I'm not ready to deal with like watching a lot of death, yeah, it's great to see like it's rated this for, you know, like excessive amount of violence or death or whatever. And then it's like, okay, I know like specifically. So, but then you get into like, oh, you have to be so specific because you're not going to get all of it and you still can't do it perfectly without literally being like, like, tell me what you don't want to see. I'll review the entire movie (laughs) frame by frame and tell you if it's in there. And that's just not possible. But you're right. So I think it's a fight that they're fighting and it's worth fighting, but it's, it's a losing fight in the end. (laughs) And maybe that'll change one day, but that's how it feels right now. (laughs) I agree with. I'm going to say like 70% of your take (laughs) Um, because I agree. Like, I think it is a a good, it's like a positive. It's you want people to be informed on what they're watching. I think it's incredibly important to be an informed viewer. Mm -hmm. Uh, Like if if you ever hear us recommend a movie on this podcast, you're not sure about like, look into it for yourself. Like, because it may deal with something that you don't want to be seeing, like just for your own preservation. It may deal with something that is going to be heavy for you. And like, I don't know, just because like some like doofus recommends on a podcast doesn't mean you seek it out. (laughs) like you it's important to understand what you're consuming Mm -hmm. i just think that the like specific brief labels have kind of become meaningless yeah and so what i i guess as i was thinking is like should we have like like should we have little information boxes like this movie contains this yes i think that's like the good i just i what i think is like the the current little like pg pg 13 r have kind of become meaningless. Mm-hmm. Like if there was a way we could sort of like as a culture sort of recontextualize <laughs> like those numbers, like, I don't know, like, yeah. like I know like the UK's rating system is like, you know, like they have like ages associated. It's like, this is like rated 15 or whatever. It's like, yeah. cause you know, probably be like 15 or whatever. Like there, there was like some way because I think the, the good is the information. I think letting you know, Hey, this movie contains this, so, like, hey, if you don't want to see, like, the stuff that's in Oppenheimer, don't. And, like, be be an informed viewer. Yeah. If you don't want to see the stuff that's in Barbie, like, be an informed viewer. <laughs> like, be aware of, like, hey, like, they're going to they're gonna curse sometimes mm-hmm. and there's going to be some, like, silly violence. And, like, it's, it's cartoonish, but, yeah. like, just be aware. And that's good. But, like, the – I just I, – there's still just, like, this part of me that feels like the specific ratings themselves are – are a little meaningless and, and don't really have much value anymore, mm-hmm. but the information is what's valuable. Especially because, um, I, I'm not going to say most, but it has definitely shifted from like most of our movie viewing being in the theaters to being at home yep. on a screen that has every movie that, I'm sure the ratings are on there somewhere, but I couldn't tell you where to look for the ratings on Netflix. Like no, I just exactly. click through it and I pick what I want. And I know like... It probably, I think it says it at the top, like left corner, like after you already started it. Like I'm yeah. not turning it off. I already started. <laughs> I already started this. Yeah, exactly. I'm gonna finish what I just started watching. Yeah. Um, and Absolutely. I know they have like um, most. I think almost all the streaming services have like a kids portion. But I mean, are those like all rated G? Like I don't know, man. I mean, I'm sure somebody out there knows. I don't know, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> how they decide like what goes on the kids Netflix versus all of the other ones. <laughs> That's a great point. Because what I was thinking about too is like, you know, when I was 13, I could watch an R-rated movie 
at my house on Netflix. Like, yeah, and it yeah. didn't really mean, like, just because I wasn't seeing it in the theaters, I mean, I wasn't watching it altogether. Mm-hmm. And which is why I think it's, like, because unless you want to, like, be a very strict, you know, Netflix account holder and put, like, age limits on your, your children's accounts, which maybe, like, I don't know, maybe, maybe you should do if you're a parent. I'm not a parent. I don't know. But, like, <laughs> you know, like, there's going to be always going to be ways to find things like that. And yeah. so, again, it's not so much, like, this is rated R. Maybe there's, like, maybe there's some, like, excitement as a 13-year-old. It's like, I'm watching an R-rated movie right yeah. now. Like, how exciting <laughs> is this? This is dope. Um, but, like, you know, like, it's not so much about the fact that it's rated R so much as being aware of what it contains and yeah. being aware of what you're going to be consuming. Yeah. Because what you consume has a, like, profound impact on you, especially in a visual medium like we already mm-hmm. talked about. So mm-hmm. that's – but, like, the Netflix of it all is, <laughs> is super interesting. And, like, kind of yeah. – I think that was kind of the last point I wanted to, to raise here was, mm-hmm. like – the streaming service um but yeah i i think information good actual <laughs> ratings questionable <laughs> maybe should be changed but yeah. it's still super interesting to think about yeah do you have any last last thoughts for this any other points you wanted to raise i think you know do your research <laughs> yeah i think most people understand that <laughs> and um yeah I hope someone comes up with a better idea than how to do this. <laughs> I don't think it'll ever go away. No. I think it is a, like a necessity. Um, and I do think it'd be nice for it to not have such an impact on the financial side of things. Yeah. Um, especially when, you, when you're thinking like worldwide box office where movies like Oppenheimer wouldn't even be showed in certain countries. They had to like add mm-hmm. VFX dress to things. And, yeah, yeah. Um, just, that's like a whole other thing is like censorship <laughs> and in China specifically, I've read a lot about like specific movies that mostly it's like ideals that they don't want um, shown and all yeah, those things. Yeah, feels very haste Cody. Yeah, it's, um, it's super interesting. It's necessary and it's not good. And <laughs> that's kind of yeah. how I feel like everyone has generally felt, at least in our lifetime. Um, and I don't think it'll change anytime soon and it'll just, it'll just keep going. But I do think it is helpful and um, TV ratings are like a whole other thing. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sure video game ratings are too. And, and like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, but I don't know. All this to say. Uh, I don't know if you have an idea for how to perfect the movie rating system. Yeah. Let us know. We're on Instagram, <laughs> we're on TikTok, we're on YouTube. We're everywhere you can find people here on Spotify or Apple, wherever you listen to this. Um, thank you so much for listening and indulging us in our little movie rating conversation. <laughs> um, what's your favorite movie rating? Oh, I'm a I'm a big uh, uh, R fan. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was gonna say. Like, yeah, just give it to me. Give me the R rating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me let me feel like I'm like living on the ooh, edge a little bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Please like, subscribe, follow, do all the things. Um, Thank you so much for the support already. Uh, We'll catch you guys next time on the No Nuts Podcast.